surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. I've been challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Buzzy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast which we're aware of that bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilantism, which is Batman 66. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today, we're watching Season 2, Episode 12, It Does Not Rhyme, The Clock King Gets Crowned, directed by James Nielsen, written by Batman co-creator Bill Finger, and Charles Sinclair, who was not involved in any way, shape, or form. This episode originally aired October 13th, 1966, and our guest villain is the Clock King, played by Walter Slezak. This episode's one-sentence Wikipedia summary says, Clock King uses various mechanical clock parts to try to kill Batman and Robin and steal a fortune. Yet another one-sentence summary where I'm like, did you watch this? Yeah, I don't think they did. Like, he didn't ever use a clock part. He wasn't like, I'm going to stab Batman right in the eye with a spring. Yeah, no, it, yeah. No, that's not He has a dumbass plan, but it doesn't involve clock parts. It involves an actual clock. Yeah. Yeah, the clock king didn't really help this story in any way, shape, or form. It just kind of happened, like, in spite of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was not an impressive villain. This, I mean, I was hoping this second part would turn it around from the first one, and it really didn't. It was just kind of the same as the first one, but this there is was some a, good. There were some good bits, though. There were some good bits. Gotta... There was a funny bit in the middle that I laughed out loud at um, that we'll get to, but overall, it was like, okay, so we kind of lost our strong start from the beginning of this season. Yeah. Well, we open up here with a recap, of course, as we always do on part two day. Uh, nothing really stands out in terms of the recap other than the the people that got gassed at the beginning in the diamond store. Their reactions were shown really well here in the recap. So that was pretty funny. Their, <laughs> their gas faces, which was nice. And then the only other thing was uh, Batman and Robin, when they got attacked by the slinkies or whatever, that was how they set up the escape that they really sold those springs and it was it looked yeah adam was doing some great work on those yeah but i love too that they bothered to mention the bat burger drive-in in the the recap (laughs) batman and robin stop for lunch i feel like they were probably trying to make bat burgers happen somewhere as like a commercial tie-in maybe because that's that's all i can really think of they may have been able to do that had they said anything about them outside of their thing that exists like, yeah, and it doesn't sound appetizing. It's a piece like, of hey, you want to eat this? Bread. You want to eat this skunk burger? No, that doesn't sound appetizing at all. It sounds about the same. Yeah, I don't want to eat a bat. 
like Taco Bell has proven you can just sell the same three ingredients over and over again, but you have to mention what they are. This has tomatoes, lettuce, and cheese. Yeah, that's an old Jim Gaffigan bit, talking about working in a in a Mexican restaurant and having people ask what different things are. Well, what is tacos? It's a tortilla with cheese, meat, and vegetables. Okay, what is a burrito? Uh, that's a tortilla with cheese, meat, and vegetables. Uh, <laughs> how about enchilada? Listen, it's all the same shit. Just say a Spanish word and I'll bring you something. That was like... <laughs> three things that's it <laughs> i hope we don't get a bunch of hate mail now from mexico yeah it's gonna i don't see a whole lot of tales of it way well, you you as well yeah we don't have a whole lot of mexican fans i don't think but again like we mentioned before we're huge in finland so shout out to you finland yeah welcome we're, to nato in mexico <laughs> so i'm really anticipating how dumb this escape is gonna be that's what I wrote down before they started, before we got back to reality here, to the present, uh, trapped in this giant hourglass thing. I was really anticipating, like, this escape is probably going to be stupid. I said in the uh, last episode that the sensible thing to do would be to just cram their capes into where the sand and the hourglass is falling on them. And yeah. I felt like, I, I mean, I my self-esteem lowered substantially when this episode opens with Robin coming up with the same idea. Yeah, but it was great. That was really great. Robin's like, okay, we can't punch our way out of here. The glass is too thick, so that idea doesn't work. What if we plug the hole with our capes? And Batman shoots that idea down, too. He's like, don't you forget this thing is airtight? We'll just suffocate, even if it's not the sand, you idiot. Yeah, so that makes no sense, because he says, we'll run out of air if we cut off all, all the air from the enclosed space. And then he's like, instead, let's do a lot of physical activity and wear ourselves out. Well, I just thought it was funny that as soon as he shoots down that idea, he's like, well, I guess we're done for then. And he's like, no, don't give up. I wasn't saying this is hopeless. I was just saying your idea was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, cheer up, chum. I what? wasn't saying we can't escape. I was just saying your idea, like all of your ideas, is an idiot. Yeah, I was just putting you in your place. So instead, apparently, Clock King, instead of building this on a sol solid foundation, he he built it on some kind of yoga ball or something. So yeah. they just rock from side to side and tip over. Uh, so good job building that on a stable platform. Yeah, the, the, that thing should not have tipped over being that big and if it was flat. Yeah, it wasn't flat, though, especially because they were on the bottom. On the But it wasn't. It was they, they showed it rocking back and forth like it was on a, it was like a weeble wobble. Yeah, the real danger is the chance of this falling over and impaling them. Yeah, it does fall over. The glass doesn't break. So they got ah, crap. What do we do now? Well, we're going to hamster ball this thing out into traffic, son. Chum. So that's what they do. <laughs> Batman's turn to say something stupid. Yeah. That's it. We'll run like a like, like a hamster ball out into traffic. So that's what they do. That's how they escape. Actually, they said, dumb. Batman said squirrel ball. I know. Yeah, like was, a squirrel in a cage. Yeah, but I was like, do people like have squirrels and little balls in their house in the 60s? And I was like, is this not one of those things like how TV was so much better then and we just lost track of this? And like, oh, let's have hamsters that sleep constantly instead of squirrels trapped in cages. Yeah, I don't really know. 
I just went to hamster ball because that's realistically what they're doing here. Not that's what it is. Yeah, but I yeah. wonder if that was a thing. If people used to like have like where they, where they have like fish bowls now, whatever. They're like, come and see our squirrel ball. We've trapped two squirrels that are super rabid, and they like to run on the little wheel. Yeah, watch them kill each other, and then Granny Clampett's gonna cook up the cook up the loser into a stew. Then cocktails. Yeah. It's 11 well, a.m. Sounds like a fun 60s-themed party. Yeah. Next, we get Aunt Harriet here in Commissioner Gordon's office. Yeah, Wasn't for no reason. That. She's been out there talking about how nice Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. She's inviting them to a surprise party because it's Bruce's birthday. I did think it was funny, though, that the scene opens with Aunt Harriet saying, Oh, thank you two for having me come down. I know you're so busy. And I, I put LOL. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. They got really excited about the prospect of getting out of the office and getting a bite to eat that wasn't cooked on a hot plate, I think, because they're just like, oh, a birthday party for Bruce Wayne. Of course, we'll be there. And, and then she says, People here has his head tucked and his eyes are all big. He's like, Golly, you mean I can come to the human food party too? I like that they, then she says, bring your wives. And I was eagerly looking forward to, I backed it up a few times. I was trying to catch a reaction out of the two. Like, cause again, we've established that commissioner Gordon hates his wife and they're very, very estranged. She's made uh, it, but they're interrupted not to leave that public building. Yeah. But they're interrupted by the bat phone. Yeah. Uh, O'Hara kind of looked slack jawed though. I did catch that reaction <laughs> before the bat phone ring. He was just like, Oh, me. Uh, me wife and he's i think he's probably we've established he lives in a closet in the office i think he's probably it's like when homer got kicked out of the house and he was living in the tree house and he made marge out of like a potted plant with a pie plate <laughs> i think that's chief o'hara's wife i like that <laughs> is a chief potted plant. and his potted plant wife were gonna be like the lockhorns when they came to this party like it was just gonna be bitterness <laughs> and hate the entire time <laughs> That Bruce was going to be like, do you think he realizes that his wife is a potted plant? It's your new mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is automatically better. Sadder and sadder. Uh, it's automatically, it's better than anything we see in this episode. <laughs> the idea of him bringing a potted plant as his wife to a surprise party at Wayne Manor. Uh, yeah, that's it. If I had a time machine, that's the story that would be told on this day. I, I've said so, before, I completely agree with Dan Ludwig from Breaking Mayberry that the peak of human achievement was to be a 60s sitcom writer. Absolutely. If only we had that time machine. You come in and you scrawl some gibberish on a cocktail napkin, chuck a mug at an assistant and call it a day. His mugs were cheap back then, so you yeah. can't afford to break them. There's just a stack of them in the corner. <laughs> so they answer the bat phone, quick conversation. He comes back to Harriet. Just ah, They were just checking in. They're so reliable. And Harriet kind of goes, oh, I can't imagine the city without Batman and Robin. Uh, nobody seems offended. O'Hara just looks like his normal sad self. <laughs> she, then she apologizes. She's like, I, well, no offense to you guys who are useless. He's done. He's oh, beaten no, down so much at this point that Aunt Harriet's moaned out words can't possibly hurt him yeah that's right uh, so seven ish then that's what they that's she's okay so you'll be you'll be there for seven ish and o'hara's like on the dot 
seven-ish on the dot. That's well, yeah, we wouldn't miss wouldn't miss food. <laughs> oh, here it has one of those has one of those drawn on watches that's just on his on his wrist. <laughs> He's like making a change to roughly seven. Uh, that's great. Uh, so then we cut to the Clock King and his goons preparing for a heist. Uh, just loading up their their bag with things that they'll need. Uh, oh my a god! Box he started on the explaining his plan again this time. I thought about that time on the. I thought about the many times on The Simpsons when Homer's brain was like, "You're on your own, buddy," and left his body. <laughs> and I thought at least one of his goons was just going to collapse behind him. Yeah, his goons have done a grand total of nothing so far, but. That's about to change. I'm pretty excited for this next part. First, there's just a mystery box check. Uh, now let's see if the windmill clock has been put to use. And just what? The windmill clock? Yeah. So since you can't see this at home, home listeners, or car listeners, or work listeners, get back to work. Um, Aunt Harriet got Bruce the gaudiest, ugliest clock for his birthday. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what they cut to. So they turn on the camera in this spy clock. Uh, and of course, it's Harriet. Uh, and of course, this clock is hideous. It's a windmill-type clock with clock faces around the wind. It's, it's you awful. You can tell Clock King made it because it looks like outsider art. Yeah, it is. It's, it's awful. But this is where we get the goon has a, has a moment to shine. So they're watching this conversation, and Harriet's talking about Bruce... And Alfred's talking about uh, Master Wayne. And this goon just like Sesame Streets this shit together. It's fantastic. He's just like, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne? <laughs> Bruce Wayne? You mean like the millionaire? And Clock King's like, yes, well done. When uh, This is Harriet Cooper. She's the aunt of... Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne's ward. And when I heard she was shopping for a clock in a clock store that I know about, I sold this clock to the clock store because I knew the clock store keeper would sell it to her. <laughs> yeah. Goon it's says, consignment. Yeah. And the goon is just, wow. Good job, clock king, your highness. Your brain never stops ticking, just like a clock. <laughs> this is awful. But the goon got some lines in. I was really proud of his his, his learning how to piece that together. That was he's like, I'm putting this dope. in my sizzle reel. <laughs> he should. I'd hire him from that. Uh, I'd like to play the dad on the Brady Bunch. Here's my sizzle reel. It's just <laughs> me babbling about clocks. Did you did you see the Brady Bunch house went up for sale recently for like five point five million dollars? Did you see that listing? I did. I asked my wife about it. I was like, it has five bedrooms and no bathroom. Let's go. <laughs> that was crazy. I thought of you when I saw that. The bathroom has no uh, toilet. It's just a sink and a mirror. And the mirror has a camera behind it, I assume. Just what I've been always looking for. Uh, anyway, back to the show we're actually watching. Harriet needs a nap. <laughs> just to keep things exciting. There's another yeah, there's chat a here. Lot of people unconscious in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Harriet's going for a nap to be ready for the party. Uh, the goon's like, "Whoa, we got a problem here, boss. Uh, I put that funny button you were talking about on that clock." And he's like, "Yes, the button for the knockout gas." 
We're going to use it on the butler. And I said, not again. Stop knocking out Alfred for crying out loud. He's been gassed enough. Uh, he's your better, says, damn it. Yeah, but the goon says, no, no, the other button. And Claw King gives energy directional control switch? That was supposed to be on the mystery box. Ah! Yeah. No. So basically okay. what happens is his idiot goon screwed up. But this takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. Basically, long story short, we just we need that uh, we need that fucking clock back. Yeah, that's kind of like, what he's trying to say. The goons, Clock King, like slapped together an ugly ass clock. Then he explains what consignment is, and then the guy realizes he's talking about Bruce Wayne. That takes a solid five minutes, and then they're like, "Oh, well, when I delivered that ugly ass clock to his house, and they didn't t- say anything about a guy being dressed like me dropping off that thing." I uh, took off one of the fancy atomic radiator buttons, whatever it was, because I thought it was pretty. And Clock King's like, Drat, we'll have to go to the house ourselves now. 15 minutes pass. Like, it's forever. Yeah, and they were already going to the house. Their plan was to steal Bruce Wayne's rare collection of pocket watches. So that was the whole plan. That's why they put this clock in here. But now they need the clock back to get their big plan in place. So that's... That's where we got to put this. We got to move fast now because we got to go get that. We got to get that clock back. It's painful as shit. Like it just goes on forever. But but now is where we're getting. This is where it starts to get fun, though. I think this is yeah. the scene you were talking about. So uh, in the Batcave, Batman and Robin are comically brushing sand off of themselves. Uh, Dick is emptying his boots. They're just, haha! Look at us. We got to. There was something about a smith. Clock King said something about Smith, so they're gonna look in their crime file. Yeah, they they're brushing themselves off People from all the smith? crap that was in the hourglass. I thought that was fantastic. Like Alfred's there. He's this furthers my theory that Alfred is the is like Jeffrey from the Fresh Prince. Like he considers things and is like, I'm not doing that, and goes back upstairs. Yeah. So they're in the Batcave talking most. This is where we get lots of quick cuts back and forth here. So yes. Batman and Robin are downstairs in the Batcave. Alfred's Richard upstairs. Yeah. Alfred's just like dusting something, and the goons and Clock King sneak in and club the poor man on the head. Made me very sad that he's potentially brain damaged here. Yeah, quit messing with Alfred. He's the only yeah. man in town keeping your miserable society afloat. Yeah. So they club him on the head, knock him out. Club him in the gut to make him bend in half so he can sit in a chair. Uh, so that yeah, we got the clock. That was easy. Hey, while we're here, let's steal the pocket watch collection that we were planning on stealing. And this is the best scene in the whole episode. Yes. So Desmond Doomsday, the narrator, and the music really supports this. They, they, the music is like building to like excitement and stuff. It's fun. Meanwhile, in the Batcave, and they're down in the Batcave, you know puzzling through crime clues about and staring Smith. at the back computer <laughs> yeah and then meanwhile in wayne manor and they bounce back up back upstairs where clock king is like looking at pocket watches and stealing them one at a time meanwhile in the bat cave and they're doing the same thing meanwhile in wayne manor and they're bouncing back and forth meanwhile 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 as this is so they're really just like quick cuts back and forth and the same meanwhile yeah, back and forth. it's it played like it's like like they're getting closer to each other or like the tension is building. But really, yeah, Clark King is slowly stealing old watches and Batman's staring at some blinking lights. There's no actual tension yeah. at all. 
they're, they're building up the tension in a very untense scene. It was, yes. it was funny, though. I really liked that part. That was I fun. did, too. Meanwhile, now, Harriet wakes up from her nap and comes downstairs. And the goons see her, and she's like, Oh, what? What's going on here? Help! Help! Alfred! And they're having a conversation just standing around like, hey, she's an old lady. What do we do? I don't know. Should we stop her from screaming? I don't know. What do you think? Help! Help! Meanwhile, in the Batcave, Smith could be named Smith, while other Smiths could be Smithery. Hmm. Meanwhile, in Wayne Manor, help! Help! (laughs) Alfred, help! And, uh, yeah, they, they we bounce back play their detective work, but they're trying to figure out who the Smith guy is. And Robin's just saying names that all sound like Chuck Berry characters. He's like, "What about Smithy Smithy McSmitterson or whatever?" And I'm like, "Old Smithy detective work." <laughs> yeah, there's like old uh, Grayson Smith, uh, the safe cracker. Oh yeah, he goes by Smitty Smith. Oh, yeah, I remember Smitty Smith. He used to be a big deal on the safe racket circuit. Like, what? That There's... Yeah. Meanwhile... Don Knotts-level detective work. It's great. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Help, help. So Alfred wakes up, sees what's going on here. Uh, these goons are just gathering around Harriet and just looking at her while she screams. Uh, so he opens up his belt buckle and pushes the burglar alarm that he keeps there. I seriously thought he was taking his belt off to give him an ass whooping. I thought he would, too. I think Alfred should have just got up and backhanded these clowns, but he didn't. He pushes the... Uh, <laughs> then Alfred kills him the alarm. belt while Batman and Robin try to be detected. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Instead, the alarm goes off in the Batcave. Oh, something must be going on upstairs. Let's get up there. So they... Robin runs like Uncle to the Batpole. And they reverse gas thruster themselves up the pole or whatever and run into the room in their Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne attire. Yeah. If you're like me, you see that and think, why didn't they just go upstairs as Batman and Robin and beat them up there? The answer to that question is because there's 10 minutes left. That's right. And also, we have to prove once again uh, that crazy old Dick Grayson doesn't know which side of his mouth to cover when he's trying to whisper. Uh, Because he (laughs) also does that. our own Dick sociopathy. He and doesn't care like, how normal interactions work. Bruce, look, it's the clock king and his goons. And he's punching his palm and he's all crazy Robin. And he's like, you're right, but we got to be careful what we say, chum. And who? And he knows how to cover his mouth. So he's a reasonable yeah. person. Adam puts his hand to the like, camera. Burt Ward puts his hand behind his mouth. Yeah. And he's just like, we're not supposed to know who they are, chum. We better play it cool. And he's like, you're right. Let go of my aunt, you. And he's he's unhinged here, though, for sure. Yeah. Like, Dick Grayson is off his medication. Dick has not had uh, his pills today, as evidenced by the nope. Smitty Smitherson thing downstairs. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. These are all people um, you imagined. Maybe it was Flapjack Fanny. Yeah, so they have to... Clock King decides, okay, we're going to kidnap this lady. That's what we're going to do. we got the clock, we got the pocket watches, and now we're going to steal this lady. And Bruce says, I know, you can take the crap with you, but leave the old lady. Take that ugly no, ass. we're taking the old gone. lady. Yeah. No, we're taking the lady. Uh, so then they'd spring into action. Uh, Dick Grayson goes crazy and just like savagely punches one of the goons. He's just like full on yeah. Dick Grayson spider monkey. 
That dude was uh, staggered too. Like he just crumbled. Yeah, he probably really connected. <laughs> oh, I was just pummeled by 132 pounds, 10 ounces of fury and rage. <laughs> he's got he's got the strength of a chimp. <laughs> so uh, they drop the pocket watches, leave Harriet behind, and make their escape. That should be part of Robin's origin. Like Batman sees him, his parents die, whatever, and he's like, I'll take the boy in because there's no real law in this town. Commissioner Gordon, what's he going to do? And then he's like, well, you discovered my secret, lad. Now I'll have to take you into my crime-fighting enterprise and teach you how to fight. And Dick is like, I already know how to fight. I was mostly raised by a chimp in the circus. <laughs> my parents were acrobats, but I was the, I was the monkey man kept in I a was cage Dickie and the monkey boy. with orange peels. <laughs> I was pelted with orange wedges. Um, I bit seven people that very night. <laughs> they were going to put me down. That's why you had to take me in. Yeah. My parents sold me to you before they put the circus put me down for biting children. <laughs> the court let you have me because there was no way this wasn't going to look bad for the city. Uh, so the, now, Alfred, take Harriet upstairs to her room. We're going back to the old bat cave. And then they come some, they babble on about this uh, blacksmith, big clock. They put some flat 1960s flash drive Viewmaster technology into a drawer and flip through some Gotham City plans and views. It was a weird time-wasting type of situation, it seemed like. Yeah, more of that, that man doesn't know what detective work is, detective work. Yeah, so they determined, though, oh, yeah, the big clock downtown has a blacksmith. That could be the smith they're talking about that hits a hammer on an anvil at exactly 5 o'clock, and when he does that, maybe it's going to hit something, and there's a, a helicopter port directly across from the clock tower, so maybe that's it. Let's call Commissioner Gordon and ask him if there's any helicopters coming in at 5 o'clock. So they call him. And he says, why, yes, there's a helicopter planning to be there at five o'clock with a cesium clock. I didn't look up whether that was a real thing or not. I'm not that smart. I don't know what these things are. Just like um, the writers. But you don't need to be to watch this show. Yeah. So that must be it. Because a cesium clock is an atomic clock that they use for space exploration and timing satellites or something. It's all so very it. Super Friend, Superman describes science. It's all very mm, atoms. Mm. Yeah. So this is important that we get there on time. Uh, but we have time for atomic batteries to power, uh, turbines to speed, and off they go. Yeah, we have time for that because Clock King's entire plan was to steal some pocket watches out of a guy's chest. Yeah. This, this, this is was all funny very, too. So this reminded me of when the Joker bought that. Um, vending machine company and they realized at the end of episode two that he hadn't committed a crime yet and they were like um let's have him fix a high school basketball game like Clark King's whole plan was to steal some old pocket watches okay done yeah problematically there's still 10 minutes left okay so there's a cesium clock uh, that's worth a million dollars and there's a helicopter so they're setting it up so that when the the blacksmith statue strikes the anvil, he's actually going to strike the mystery box, which is going to shoot a knockout gas across to the helipad. 
but they'll yeah. be wearing gas masks, so we'll be safe. And then we'll fly the helicopter away with the cesium clock, and we'll win. We'll win the day. Yeah. And Millie, Millie here, the the mall says, "Wow, Clock King! I didn't know you could fly a helicopter." And he says, "For a million dollars, a man can do lots of things." <laughs> I was like, what? "Um, what? no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can do that. I don't. If you don't know how to fly a helicopter, there's a, I sense a kink in your plan here, buddy." Which is another way to say we're probably gonna die in the next half hour. <laughs> Yeah, I want to set this uh, helicopter plan out. I'll take a cab. Is Uber a thing yet? I'll meet you where we're going. <laughs> Somehow the helicopter never leaves the pad, yet it crashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Homer pouring cereal and it catches on fire. <laughs> Batman and Robin show up here in the clock tower. This is kind of a fun exchange if you find tedious time-related puns to be fun. He's like, oh my goodness, Batman and Robin, how is it possible? I thought you were dead. And Robin's like, yeah, we're on borrowed time. And then Batman says, now it's roundup time. And it's just like, oh no. I think Robin said we're on borrowed time because we forgot to mention that when they hamster roll the giant hourglass like across the factory they left, they left them in, the old abandoned building where Sammy Davis, Sammy Davis Jr. practices, they were knocked out of the giant hourglass by a truck that hit it. So yeah, yeah. in that sense, oh. they're very much on borrowed time. <laughs> <laughs> their their escape plan what was getting hit by a truck. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's that's important. <laughs> so Our it's round up time. Manslaughter. <laughs> that's right. Plus, we can sue the driver later and get our money back for my pocket watches if they get stolen. Maybe we can convert part of that money into nickels, Bruce. <laughs> no, smoking's bad for your health, chum. <laughs> We're not letting you go downtown to the diner to Billy Joel and any more kids this week, Robin. <laughs> but because of that, this roundup time. Clocking does say, hey, get your gun out, goon, and shoot these guys. The yeah. One of them has a gun, at least. He's the, but he's that means it's time for a magical fly helicopter, but he at least understands how <laughs> guns work. That's right. But guns don't work on Batman and Robin, we've determined. That means it's time for a fight. And where there's a fight, there's a Surf Kings of Gotham. Fight words recap. Tim's finally fighting words. During this clock-related scuffle, we get I.E. Ugg, how, oof, awk, bonk, and kapow. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. This is probably the best fight. I didn't like this fight. I thought this was the best fight. I did love Robin, though. Oh my goodness. Yeah, first of all, Batman jumps up on the thing to dodge the gunshot and then throws a box at a guy and then jump. There's swinging, there's, there was double punching, there was assisted double punching. Robin jumps up on a guy's shoulders and claws at his face. Yes. And then, like, <laughs> drives his, like, rides his head into the ground. Laughing it was the with craziest the light thing I've ever Batman seen. punches him, yes. Yeah, he jumped on a guy's shoulders and clawed at his face. 
It was the craziest. I was like, this is a great fight. There was swinging. There was double punching. At one point, so the clockworks are starting. Again. I you should. This was like the best episode. I need to watch this fight again. The the fight is the best. Uh, he was like, the, cl- the clockwork starts so that the statues are spinning around. Uh, at one point, Robin is in the middle getting like choked by a goon like standing on his throat. And Rob Batman comes around posed like a statue, pretending to be one of the statues on the clock. Yeah, and just for no waits reason. There watching it Robin get choked. Until, until he gets around, until the, the clockworks get to the goon, and then he punches him. And yeah. it was so fantastic. I love I this part. fight. I was very... Oh, I loved the part where Batman rides the carousel for the fun of it, and he's like, I'm a statue now, and then he punches the dude. What's <laughs> the point of that? <laughs> He punched the dude that was choking Robin. I'm not rushing, though. I want everyone to think I'm a statue. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is, Batman, is there a Batman statue part of this? Boom! Socko! It was fantastic. I love that. I did love that part and the part where Robin gets on the guy's shoulders and claws at his face while Batman hits him. And Robin laughs. That was frightening. Him. Yeah. Like, he was definitely going to like pull that guy's eye out of the socket and eat it in front of him. <laughs> Just in case you forgot and then just, that Robin is insane. Yeah. We need to film a scene that confirms that. Yeah, and then I'm going to use my body weight to just drive his face into the concrete. That's my next plan. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Robin And you can crazy. justify this as, well, they tried to kidnap Van Harriet. That's what motivated his rage. But that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. What motivated his rage was the reason he needs pills. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm I'm let loose to go crazy here. Yeah, has nothing to do. Nobody with knows my safe word. She existed. Yeah. That's Dick Grayson's Aunt Harriet. I'm Robin. That's Dick Grayson's yeah. Aunt Harriet and Robin's sheer bloodlust. <laughs> so that's the end of the Clock King. Hopefully uh, we're good. <laughs> There's a lot here in this little outro bit. I I thought it was pretty funny too. It was a good uh, in Commissioner yeah. Gordon's, yeah, Commissioner Gordon's office. Uh, Chief O'Hara is congratulating the dynamic duo here on a job well done. He's like, "Great job! I couldn't have done any better myself." <laughs> and Batman says, "Uh, thanks, Chief. That's <laughs> uh, that's high praise indeed." <laughs> um, I don't want to cause you to kill yourself. Uh. <laughs> sure i'm just i'm just i would have done it myself but i'm just a little on edge uh my wife is being transplanted today (laughs) slightly bigger pot she's getting (laughs) she's moving Um, up in the world while i'm still in the closet (laughs) sure Um, i hate her oh and then we get another bit here batman says i find it fitting that the Clock King, who used time for his crimes, is now serving time. And Commissioner Gordon says, well said, Batman. Um, no, it wasn't. That was stupid. That was a dumb thing to say, and you should feel bad. That was a terrible attempt at a pun, and you should have just, like, halfway through, stopped talking. Yeah, don't say well said. Don't encourage that kind of horseshit. <laughs> it's the if last you were thing in we love need. with him, Gordon, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Alfred would have rolled his eyes so hard you all would have felt it. (laughs) Speaking of getting back to the mansion, though, we got to get going. We got a party to get to. It's 
we've been invited to millionaire Bruce Wayne's surprise birthday party. It's just like, oh, you just ruined the surprise. Yeah. Uh, Batman's like, uh, yes, we were invited too, but we can't go. You're not the only ones that got invited. We, we, we just, we can't. How do you feel about the fact that Commissioner Gordon ruined your surprise, Bruce? I don't feel good is how I feel. <laughs> how do you think I feel? Yeah. At least they know they got to get back there, though. It's like, oh, there's a surprise party for me. Good thing I'm not out in the woods fishing. Everyone was mean to me on my birthday, and I assumed they just hated me as much as I hate them. But turns out, no, it's a surprise party. There should have been a whole... They could have filled up a lot of the wasted time in this episode with a, a subplot about Bruce thinking everyone forgot his birthday and being sad about it. <laughs> and being like, I'm just going to be even <laughs> more hateful. Yeah. Fine, I might as well just go away if nobody appreciates me. And meanwhile, they were planning a surprise party all along. You thought I was Mr. Burnsing before. Hold on to your asses. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But that is the end of The Clock King and this less than stellar series of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode, though, has Vincent Price. So I'm hoping there will be a, like a huge uptick Ooh. in quality. Egghead. He yeah. plays a man whose weird fetish is eggs. <laughs> How could that go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a license to print money to me. Oh my goodness. I don't know how it's Vincent Price. The Joker is Batman's main enemy. <laughs> Eggs are so versatile. Uh, those egg council creeps got to you too, eh? Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> and we get two parts of it. <laughs> and then Vincent Price is like, oh, I love that. And starts coming back regularly. So he's gonna be one of our original villains who returns enough that he's like a known part of the show. Well, that's good. Yeah. Can't be any worse than this. No. Well, well the clock king goes away and stays away. Yeah. He wasn't uh, bad. He just was just a, pointless and wasn't worth bothering with. There wasn't a whole lot going on. So and when I whenever I don't have a whole bunch of interesting things to talk about, I checked out uh Jim Beard's book, the chapter on these on these episodes, to to try to fill in my knowledge here a little bit or get something interesting to talk about. But it was basically a whole big long description of Bill Finger being, you know, writing. Bob Kane was supposed to be involved in this. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll write an episode together. That's great. And then he like fucked off and went and laid on a beach somewhere and didn't have any part of it. Um, And then and and so Finger was really trying to get involved in like he's like, I want to write more. This could be great. This is the character. We want to do more. We don't need Bob Kane. This is going to be great. And Bill Dozier was like, uh, no, Bob Kane, this isn't what I signed on for. Uh, let's not do this ever again. And that was a, there's a whole lot to it. I didn't, it wasn't overly interesting to me because I didn't. You get out of here and stay gone. Yeah, but that was, there There wasn't a whole lot of anything other than a lot of this was uh, backstage, you know. I started reading articles about, about a guy trying to get Cat and Minute Mouse, which was a cartoon that Bob Kane half-assed together ripping off himself in the 60s and basically the guy who wrote the article was like bob kane was a lazy hack let's just start with that and move forward <laughs> and i was like <laughs> fantastic every good story starts with our main character was lazy as shit 
Yeah, this was, and Bill Finger, by all accounts, apparently was was solid and a genius when it came to stuff. But I think this was the last thing he ever wrote. Is for TV, this was the last thing he wrote, I guess, because uh, he just got fed up and was like, "Well, you know what? Fuck all y'all." Was basically what what I gathered from somebody else's article that I read. You know. Yeah. Well, that's a nice counter yeah. to end on. Uh, yeah. hey, do we have any socials that we barely bother to use? No, no, we gotta, yeah, we gotta rate this first. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, ratings. What would you say? What would you say on a Batman scale for effectiveness as a crime fighter here? Batman's main plan was to stand in front of the Bat computer and watch little tickets come out like it was a change machine. So I wouldn't say it was super high. Um, he wasn't three, very effective. No. Yeah, two, three, something yeah. there. Yeah. But on the Robin scale of his craziness, we got to be oh, a nine, at least. Yeah. Nine or a ten. He was clawing at a man's face and then rode his head into the ground. It was, he was definitely crazy. So I, but he didn't like, wasn't on a global scale, like his, like his earlier Nazi propaganda. So yeah, he's probably a nine. And he demonstrated once again that he doesn't understand normal social cues, like, how to talk with part of your mouth cover when you're doing a stage whisper. Yeah. So that was kind of communicating the end of, yeah, he, he has a lot of pills he has to take each day just to function. Yeah. He was definitely off the meds here, folks. Yeah. Um, on the Warden Crichton scale of progressive penology, where we rate the, the plan of the villain, the overall plan, this is, this has got to be the least planned plan yet. Yeah. He didn't really, it was, it was dumb. I got to go. This is like a two or a three, probably. Like, this was, there's, Hawking was dumb. It was dumb. It wasn't much of a plan and it wasn't carried out in an interesting or entertaining way. Like, Joker's whole plan of, I've just squandered $40 million in, in giving people free money. Uh, I guess I should fix a basketball game. That's also dumb as hell, but at least it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a two, probably on the Warden Crichton scale. Like this, just I'm glad I don't think the Clock King's back. Uh, at least I hope he's not. Yeah, it wasn't a great plan. Uh, two feels good. All right, well that does it for another exciting episode of the Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on uh, YouTube as well at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Our Show on Shows and. Uh, Coming eventually before the internet ceases to become a thing, you will be able to see us on our showonshows.com. We really are trying to do something at some point, folks. We'll just we're just going about it super slow paced. Yeah, it we're, just, we're just not trying very hard. Yeah. yeah. We're just not trying very hard or with any consistency or any effort. Yeah. It builds excitement yeah. and tension. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, I guess that does it for us. We'll see you next time when we get to visit with Vincent Price. I'm looking forward to Vincent Price. Yeah, me too. He's great. Till then, bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir King of Gotham. <laughs>